Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. That stuff does help an awful, awful lot. We are brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College, Rosie's Corner, and Prestwick Golf. If you're in around central New York, make sure you get those golf clubs re-gripped. Super important for feel and comfort. Prestwick Golf also has access to new and used clubs from the biggest names in golf, TaylorMade, Ping, you name it, Titleist, Callaway, go see my man Ed Patterson and his team. Presswood Golf on Court Street, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Also, want to thank Matt Graham of State Farm. Get a free rate quote today from Matt. Like a good neighbor, Matt and State Farm are both there for you. Any vehicle, home, auto, loan, business, life, you name it, grab some insurance, get a free rate quote, and ask about the recent rate drop at State Farm as well. SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com, Syracuse Insurance Agent. Com. Let's bring him in, the longtime storyteller, best-selling author, uh, writer, Rochester Business Journal, scottpetoniak.com, on Twitter, at Scott Petoniak. Make sure you get all of his books online where books are sold in major bookstores, including his recent one, Remembrances of Swings Past. It's a great book if you love the game of baseball. Scott, welcome back, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. It's always fun. Coach Mike Krzyzewski says this upcoming season's going to be it at Duke. Um what was your reaction to it? I, I got to be honest, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I was a little surprised, but then the more I thought about it, and I, and I thought he had some interesting comments there, Mike, when he was talking about how the landscape of uh, major college sports, and in particular, you know, major college basketball has changed. This is this has become the wild, wild west, you know, this transfer portal and, you know, thousands of kids in there and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I got a sense before, like, you know, one of the great things I think about Coach K is he's always been uh, a person who has been in- incredible at adjusting mm-hmm. to change. And, you know, the first really big thing he had to adjust to after all the success he had was obviously like, now we're getting into that one and done. And if you want to truly compete and have those types of kids that you're going to need to compete, you're going to have to go along with that system. And, and he adjusted to that. But I think this is, you know, this is going to take college sports to a whole new level now because, you know, it was always an issue before, right? If if uh, I'm not getting enough PT, if I'm not getting enough shots, you know, somebody gets in my head and, and I'm going to transfer. And that's been going on for a while. But now it's it's that on steroids. You know what I mean? It's just it's really. So I, I think he kind of got I think he was, you know, he saw that and I think he was getting a little bit, you know, um, 
tired of that. And I, I don't know, you know, it, it, it takes even more energy um, to, to coach now and recruit and, and go on. And, and um, you know, and you also, I, I guess you reach a point that, uh, you know, what more do you have left to prove? Um, he's, he's certainly on any Mount Rushmore of, of college basketball coaches, right? And, and perhaps basketball coaches, period, um, of all time with what, what he achieved and what he built uh, at Duke. Um, is pretty remarkable, um, you know, particularly there on Tobacco Road where, you know, North Carolina was firmly established and rolling at the time. Um, so, so yeah, that, that, uh, from that perspective, it didn't surprise me. Um, but I also know one, one of the interesting things, Mike, I've, I've found about coaches is that coaching is an addiction. Um, these guys can't let it go. Um, you know, I think back to the, the Bear Bryant thing, right? Like where, you know, six months after he retired, he's dead. Um, and Nat and Joe Paterno was really good friends with Bear Bryant. And he, he always remembered that. And then there was even right to the end, you know, with, with Joe Pa that he didn't want to let go. And I even saw that with people like Marv Levy. Now, here's a guy, you know, of all the coaches I've dealt with and have known, here's somebody who has so many other interests in life, you know, and, and obviously he, he went on to become, you know, best-selling New York times author. And he's writing, you know, he's writing novels at, at age 85 and this and that, but even that with all those perspectives and outside interests and other pursuits, he was a football coach and right up to, I mean, if you told him to, if you told him tomorrow, like, you know, here's an NFL job, I, I would not be surprised if, yeah, I'll take it at, at 95 or whatever he's going to be. And I just think there's just, you know, it's, it's so hard, Mike, to, to replicate, to duplicate the thrill of the game, you know, uh, of this whole thing of putting a team together of all the little differences. Every team's different. Every player's different, you know, like trying to make it work, trying to put that puzzle together um, you know, there's just, there's just nothing that these guys can find in their lives really that can, can replicate that, that can, you know, duplicate that feeling, that sense of bringing something together of building something to what they hope ultimately is that victory, you know? And, uh, so from that perspective, I'm a little surprised, but again, what more, what more to do for this guy? You know, I, I didn't mention the three Olympic um, gold medals and stuff. And, and what people forget there too, is just, I, I covered some of those Olympics just before that happened. And also while it was happening with coach K and USA basketball was an absolute mess after the dream teams and stuff. You know, I, I was over there when, when Mello and LeBron and stuff early on there, like when, you know, they were a joke, you know, like it wasn't a walk anymore to, to hear hand us the gold medals. Like what, you know, like we're, we're going to win by every game by 40, 50 points, you know, just not even breaking a sweat. So I think he also did a tremendous job in terms of reviving USA basketball at a time when the world was really making some inroads and, and catching up. So, um, it's an incredible legacy. It really is. And, um, you know, and for the most part he did it, uh, I think he did it the right way. I mean, there's no, you know, We'll, we'll see what comes out of this, you know, uh, Zion uh, Williamson stuff that still hasn't all played well, out. Well, and Corey McGetty also has admitted to taking a ton of cash, too. And, you know, I, and look, yeah. that stuff goes yeah. on all over the place. If there's anybody who think that Carmelo Anthony didn't maybe get a black bag at Syracuse, you're kidding yourself, too. All these, all these guys get 
I mean, not all, but a, a lot of these right. big time programs, as you know, they 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 get the they get the cash behind the behind the scenes, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and I mean, let's call it for what it is. This is this is big time college sports. Sure. I mean, it's big. It's, it's a basically big, pro sports, business. you know. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, you know, and, and going all the way back to you know Sonny Vaccaro and the sneaker deals <laughs> yeah. and the street agents, like you know, sending this kid to Georgetown and whatever. I mean, and you're getting paid more by Nike than you are by your university. So yeah, there might be a little bit of a conflict there. Like who who's your boss? Who's your daddy? Um, you know, type thing. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, you know, that's certainly a, a topic for another day, but, um, it's no question that it's, uh, it's a, it's big time business, but within the parameters of what he was working with, you know, it was a, re- it was a remarkable coaching job and, a, and, you know, and at first it had to be a remarkable building job for a guy who, you know, he had a modicum of success at army as a head coach, I think he went to one, one postseason like NIT or whatever back when the NIT still meant something. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it was like, who's this guy that's going to, you know, uh, battle Dean Smith and, and mighty Carolina here on Tobacco Road. And uh, he did OK. Yeah, he sure did. I think you bring up a great point about, you know, the, 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 the drug of coaching. It's the same thing with athletes. It's the same thing with anybody who is so into it's just such a passion somebody who teaches for 40 years and then all of a sudden you know you're done and it's it's you know where's the competitive edge where's that you know where's that burning desire where, where do you get it from at that point if if it's over so i actually i sympathize with these guys i mean as much as i joke yeah. with people on social media and elsewhere about man i wish i could retire tomorrow there 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 is some truth to that but it's yeah. only, but it's only because of some of the job it's not all of the job and i can't imagine what it would be like, let's say, as, as I hang up with you, if you were my last interview, if somebody said, hey, there's no more best-selling authors, there's no more uh, Hall of Famers you're going to talk to, there's no more, like, I, I don't, that, would, that would be hard for me. So I sympathize with these guys, man. I really do. Yeah, and I do too. And, you know, I've been at this, like, I've been writing, you know, sports stories for, you know, 48, com- coming up 49 years. And, um, yeah, if you told me tomorrow, you no more writing, you can't write anymore. Yeah. Um, it would be there would be some incredible withdrawal pains, and I think part of it is, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying this is a healthy thing, but we we have a tendency, and I think I think males um, suffer from this more, much more so than, than than females, in that you know we tend to tie so much of our identity to what we do, and again, I'm not saying it's a healthy thing. Um, it can't, you know, it's great to have a passion, and you can't be good at anything unless you have a passion for it, you know, what you do. If you don't, if you didn't want to interview people, well, it's not going to work. I mean, you have a passion for that. You have a desire to do that. Um, and that's a good thing, but there, you know, everything is a balance and, you know, the pendulum, when the pendulum swings too far on one end, it can become an unhealthy thing, you know? And, and I, so yeah, I do, I definitely sympathize with anybody who's spent that amount of time doing anything. I don't care what it is. I mean, every, you know, any, any line of work is noble in my mind, um, as long as it's not doing bad. Um, and you know, so if you were a school custodian for 40 years, um, God bless you. And I could see where it would be tough. Like, you know, I'm not going in the next day. I'm not going to be around kids. I'm not going to be around teachers and whatever, you know? Um, so I I get it. Yeah, it, it is, uh, it, it is a tough adjustment, um, uh, but by the same token, uh, 
<laughs> those guys are in a stratosphere of, of money and whatever and, and whatever that uh, you and I will never uh, imagine. That's exactly right. Rochester Business Journal, Scott Petoniak with us. Go get all of his major books as well. Online where books are sold and in bookstores, uh, Remembrances of Swings Past, among others. Great reads for uh, this coming summer for you and on Twitter, at Scott Petoniak. Let's get to the baseball on the other half of this. Uh, you wrote an unbelievable piece, I thought, on Lou Gehrig Day. Scott, this was... This was one Major League Baseball got right. I, I think a, a long overdue. Now we have Clemeni, we have Jackie Robinson, and we have Lou Gehrig, a guy who, I know you agree with this, takes a backseat to nobody as far as all-time greats are concerned. Uh, get into the piece, tie it into Lou Gehrig Day a little bit here. I know you're thrilled that it happened, and uh, long overdue for a guy who is literally on the short list as an all-timer. Yeah, I think, you know, Mike, uh, we both have a tremendous affinity for the, you know, the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. And when you walk in the corridor, the first thing you're greeted by are the three statues, um, you know, of three men with true character, three men who are truly heroes in the in, in the in in the best sense of the word. And that is, you know, Clemente Robinson and Garrick. And yeah, this is long overdue. And you're absolutely right. Baseball got this one right. Baseball's got so many things wrong lately, but they got this one right. This is long overdue. Um, you know, I think the thing when I, you know, and how this all came about, I mean, obviously baseball, uh, whether it wanted to or not, was going to be associated with this disease because of the greatness of Lou Gehrig and the courage that Gehrig, you know, displayed that uh, uh, particularly, you know, when he knew he was dying. Um, and it's, it's uh, you know, it's 80 years um, since the, the famous 4th of July speech or, or, you know, 80 years since he died, rather. And, um, you know, so it's, it's, uh, um, you know, it's something that I am, I'm heartened to see. And, and I, and, uh, you know, there, there've been people in the game now, um, who have been touched by this, who gotten behind this cause. Um, and I, and I think it's important to, um, you know, to raise awareness, to raise funds. I think one of the disappointing things, if you think about it, Mike, is that here we are all these years later after Garrett's diagnosis and death. And we still don't know a lot, we, you know, about ALS. We still don't know a lot about, uh, you know, we don't know its causes, uh, and, and certainly we don't know cures. Although there's, you know, clinical trials that are going on, and, and hopefully we're, you know, this is going to raise uh, more money for research. Uh, and, and you know, perhaps there will come a time when there won't be a Lou Gehrig's disease that this disease will be eradicated. Um, one of the other things I found interesting. Mike, with Lou Gehrig's story, a couple of things here is that, um, you know, his last season, you know, the, the season before he, he ended his streak at 2,130 games and so forth and took himself out of the lineup and never played again um, in, in 39. And then, of course, July 4th, they had, had a Lou Gehrig appreciation day at Yankee Stadium. But if you look at the season before where he had something, you know, something like 290, 25 homers, this and that, you could make a case that of all the incredible seasons, and this is the only guy in baseball history, I think, who had, what, 13 consecutive seasons of 130 runs batted in. Um, you know, insane. I mean, yeah. You look at his numbers, and again, you know, we, okay, Mike, let's have a discussion. Greatest baseball player, uh, Babe Ruth, Willie Mays, blah, 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 you know, Barry Bonds. Whatever. Right, it takes people, uh, like, 15 names before they drop right. Gehrig, and I'm like, what are you right. talking about? Yeah, and look at this, and so he gets it, and, and think about it, he gets his, you know, his his life obviously cut short is the most important thing. But 
you know, here's a guy who's still, you know, he was a guy who kept himself in shape. He was dedicated um, and, and knew how to play hurt and, and stuff, which, my goodness, you know, look at these guys today. I got an injured oh. quad or whatever. But, but you know, think about that if you could have played that out. And I didn't see how this whole thing played out, but it was interesting to me. I, I got an email, like, from Stratomatic Baseball, and they were trying to raise some awareness and funds. Mm-hmm. And they were going to play out if this had not happened. And my goodness gracious, if you look at this, this is a guy who probably would have had 2,500 runs batted in. Oh, yeah. You know, and, um, you know, so so maybe, you know, maybe 550 to 600 homers um, and stuff. I mean, it's just extraordinary when you look at the numbers, you know. I mean, they're just incredible. And on top of all that, the streak, yeah. you know, the yeah. endurance. Um, and admittedly, there were times during that streak where, you know, he got in for one at bat. They took him out. You know, they they did a little load management, but nothing like today's sports world or whatever. You know, um, he he was there. He was reliable, dependable beyond belief. So, um, you know, there's all that that going on there. But he clearly, uh, you know, he he played he played in the shadow of Ruth, obviously, and and everybody was overshadowed by Ruth. And then you know, then it becomes his team, and then there's this 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 rookie sensation that comes out of the Pacific Coast League by the name of Joe DiMaggio, who's charismatic and glamorous and is playing, you know, playing the sexier position up center field at Yankee Stadium. And he's overshadowed again, Um, you know, but uh, he's just such an extraordinary figure on so many levels. Um, And the, the number one, of course, being, you know, how could a person in that situation, um, you know, be able to display that type of of courage, um, you know, knowing full well he's dying, um, and there's and there's no there's no solution, there's no cure. Um, th- this is the way it's going to go. This indestructible person is is so vulnerable to this, you know. So so it's just I, again, I, I'm so happy, and I and I hope that um, you know I, I just hope that the, the the major leaguers who put on the jerseys, you know, you know, on on June second and June third took just a second to look at that patch that was on their Jersey and to, to kind of, you know, try to Google and learn just a little bit about this person and this person's courage and, and, you know, and learn something and maybe be inspired by it. Business as usual is a thing of the past, but the entrepreneurial spirit keeps us closing in on our dream. That's why us bank makes sure solutions are a conversation away so we can help you adapt and evolve your business, no matter what comes up. Because even in uncertainty, you can be certain we have your back. U.S. Bank, we'll get there together. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak egg and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We travel to see what's around the bend and what we're capable of. And now Capital One's new class of travel card can keep up with you. Introducing Venture X from Capital One. 
with 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy. Venture X, for those always asking, where next? Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. There's no doubt. And, you know, there's that one famous picture uh, and it gets, it's in all the baseball for the most part. It's in all the baseball commercial roles, highlights when they go through, sometimes at World Series time, where they'll take flashes of long ago all the way up until the current day, and they'll mix in Ruth and Williams and Robinson and, uh, you know, Griffey Jr., Kel Ripken, whoever. And there's the one of Gehrig, and he's actually, he's got his shirt off. And I know you know exactly where I'm talking, what I'm talking about here. And they've got him, like, swinging. They just they show, yeah. like, a swing from the left side. And my God, Scott... The arms and the back and the chiseled, yeah. you know, muscles of that guy, and and you look at what happened in the end, and it just, you look yeah. at that and you go, that that can't be possible. Yeah, and and you think, you know, like you look at him, and you know what was interesting, uh, you know, Garrett Garrett did have, uh, you know, he wasn't a he wasn't a shrinking violet. I mean, he went out to Hollywood. He actually talked about possibly having a movie career, and you may you know go back and look, and you see some of those photos of him like you know, dressed up as Tarzan and, uh, you know, and, the, and they did a spoof movie kind of like I'm, I'm retiring from the Yankees so I can go pursue, you know, a Hollywood acting career or whatever. And, and you see the, you know, you see the thighs on this guy and you can see why he, he had to be a load when he was playing football at Columbia as well mm-hmm. as baseball. Um, and there's some, some great stories, you know, of, of him playing, uh, you know, when Columbia played Cornell and, and there's still people that talk about, um, you know, researchers and stuff talk about like uh, this massive home run he hit, you know, at the field at, at Cornell. And, and he also hit some shots when they were playing Syracuse University, when Syracuse University at the time was playing at Archbold Stadium, which is, you know, now the site of the Carrier Dome and stuff and him hitting just some some massive home runs. And he came to, you know, he came to Syracuse with the as part of the barnstorming tour there and, and you know, the, the, uh, busting, busting babes against the Larrapin, uh, lose and, uh, you know, played at star park in, in Syracuse as well. And, um, and, and, and has some history there. And he and Ruth, uh, you know, gave a pregame talk before a, a Syracuse football game at Archbold stadium. And, uh, I, I think it got SU against NYU and this had to be in the, the 1930s, um, when they were there and stuff. So, yeah, it's a, just a remarkable story. And, and again, you know, long overdue to honor this guy. And, you know, you want heroes. There's there's three right there that are legitimate, Robinson, Clemente, and Lou Gehrig. No doubt. Let's get to this current Yankee uh, situation. As we record this, a lot of really important games coming up. They just came off the series against Tampa. Uh, one, two of three would have been really nice to get the third one. Obviously, with Garrett Cole on the, on the mound, they've wasted – They've wasted so many of his starts this year, it isn't even funny. But you've got a bunch of games with the Red Sox, you know, home and away. You could take advantage of, you know, a twin team uh, and a royal team here. The Angels lacking pitching, injury problems there with Trout and company. I, I happen to think June is, is a key month in this season, Scott, to to make us believe if we're if this team really is better than we think. Because after watching the Tampa series, after watching in May, what they did, you know, they swept the White Sox and they played well against Tampa in another series, but then they get swept by the Tigers. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I just don't believe in this club. Maybe June tells us a little bit more one way or the other. I don't know. How do you feel about that? 
Well, it could if I if I could see them. You know what you're talking about is consistency. Right. You know this. They've been a streaky team, and like you say, you know there are times, there are moments. You know that, that White Sox series and stuff where you know, and and two two of the the Tampa games where yeah, they can play with anybody. But the thing that bothers me and why I wonder if they can sustain a streak is that um, they beat themselves in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the worst, Mike. This is the absolute worst base running team I have ever seen. And that includes the Bad News Bears or whatever. I, I, it's just, I love fundamental baseball. And, and I know they, maybe some of the analytical people don't like some of that stuff. But, but the analytical people can't tell me that it isn't important to field the ball, to throw the ball, and to know how to freaking run the bases. And when you're on second base and there's nobody on first, and the ball is hit in front of you to the shortstop. You do not take off for third base, Gary Sanchez. How many how many blunders does that guy make? And then in the same freaking inning, you got Glaber Torres gets picked off when you don't matter. You don't matter. You know, like what is going on here? So um, that that's hard to watch. You know, you ground into more double plays than any team in the big leagues. You run yourself out of more innings than by far than any team in the big leagues. And as it stands, you don't hit the ball well. So you have a much, much smaller margin of error in, in you know, in which to score runs, to manufacture things, and yet you you just you exacerbate the problem by doing these foolish things. You know, so you know, can that I don't know, can, can that be resolved? Can 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 you know Gary Sanchez on the base pass be you know, can he stop having these moments of utter i don't know lunacy or what i don't know what happens he freezes and the other guys too you know i mean not just him but he he certainly has been you know at, at the forefront of this so you know i i don't know can they become can they be a consistent team if they if they continue to harm themselves this way i don't know um you know they're gonna have to show me because you know they're they're part of their you know we have met the enemy and and he is us um, you know, they don't help themselves. And um, so, can, you know, can they string it together? You know, they, they have they have enough talent, but, they, you know, we've got to see some consistency from, you know, Glaber Torres. I think there, there, there were some positive signs that we're seeing from Clint Frazier. Um, and, and I think on, on Duhar, um, you know, those, those two guys could be key for them in that you can actually start getting some guys on base. Uh, you know, setting some tables uh, as opposed to let's keep waiting for that strikeout and then, that, you know, and then maybe an occasional three-run homer. You know, uh, uh, I, I look at, at Stanton. I mean, three three-hit games. Oh, there we go. We got a quad injury. Right, he's he's and then he's done again. Yep. Yeah, every time he comes back, Mike, from one of these things, how long does it take? It's like a spring training. It really before is. Before this guy gets his timing back or sees pitches. You can just, I mean, you look at him up there. He's swinging, he's flailing at things that are like a foot, you know, they're almost in the ground and they're a foot outside. He makes Alfonso Soriano look like Tony (laughs) Gwynn, doesn't he? As as far as like patience at the plate, my goodness. But he doesn't pick the ball up. I know. know. It isn't just I'm swinging at something up in my eyes or whatever. He just doesn't pick the ball up. It's like, wow, you know, he's not seeing something. It's like, it's like you you want to have a vision test or something, you know, so, so that, um, 
I, I just don't know. You know, I mean, you, you're going to get Luke Voigt back, but the, is he going to get hurt again? Yeah, is he's he another one, though. I mean, they're all, he's yeah. a muscle, he's a muscle man. He's a home right. run muscle man, you know? He's always right. hurt. You know, there's always an oblique and this and that. So, I, I don't know. I mean, the pitching, look at the pitching has been far better than I could could have imagined. Um, you know, I, I mean, and and maybe you get Kluber back. They're talking about, as, as we talk right now, that he's going to, He's going to start throwing off of, you know, on flat ground, uh, which is encouraging already to, to have that. You know, does, does you know, um, uh, Severino come back? Um, you know, you know, is that's like acquiring a trade. If you can get him back, if he's good, he's supposedly throwing 98. and He's going to have a, a rehab assignment coming up as we speak this, you know, this particular weekend. Um, but you still, pitching's not the problem to me right now, like, I mean, yeah, there's there's a there's question marks in the starting rotation still and stuff, but but you know the pitching has been definitely good enough to win. They've kept them in games. It's just it's, they're hitless wonders, and they just disappear. This is a team that's very difficult to watch. You know, like they get down two nothing, and and you get disheartened because you go, I don't know if they can come back from two runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no, no you know, doubt. they're yep. not a they're not a fun team to watch because of that, you know, because they because like, well, when are they going to get a hit again, or you know, or does your your big inning your big inning is okay? I walk with the bases loaded and somebody scores on a wild pitch, <laughs> yeah. and you get two runs and then it's done. Right. That's that's a, you know, when are you going to bust open the gates here? When you know when do you get seven runs? I mean, come on, they don't do that because of the worst team in the league with runners in scoring position. And it's just dumbfounding. Like what's going on there? I just, I don't get it. Um, you know, you got a million coaches and, and so, you know, when I look at, you know, me, I'm not a Brian Cashman guy and, and I've been on, on his case forever. And, and I'm still am because I just don't think he put together a great club. There's just too many, you know, all or nothing guys, you know, and, you, and then you sign Odor and, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a table setter. Yeah, right. You know, and he can't and he's and he's a suspect fielder and he got and by the way, he got released, you know, um, and, and that that's your answer. There's there's no answers on the farm club. You, you refuse to, the, the you know, the kid, the outfielder, uh, Florial, uh, yeah. Florial, like, you know, like comes up, great play. game, gets sent back down. Yep. Let him play. Like, I, I you know. God bless, you know, God bless Brett Gardner and stuff like that. But he's done. He is done. So done. He's over the hill. He's overmatched. You know, he's been a great Yankee. Um, don't retire his number, please. But he's, you know, give him a day. Um, and, and But he has no upside. He's just got downside. He's done. Play the kid. The kid has upside. All right, he doesn't have enough, you know, at-bats. You know, he's been hurt, so he doesn't have enough at-bats. To this stage, and we don't want to be overwhelmed. What are, what are your options? You know, there's no quick fixes for this team. There's no like blockbuster deal here that's going to change everything. You know, like I, I mean, it's just it's there. They've painted themselves into a corner here, and you don't have a farm system with a lot of guys ready to provide you with with you know answers like you did a couple years ago. Um, you know, so so it's frustrating. But you're right. Uh, you know long-winded answer june june will be telling um there there is definitely time to make hay but to me what i want to see most of is the yankees themselves you know what are you going to do to help yourself finally instead of hurt yourself this year the base running i am so with you has become maybe the number one frustration but but 
but why it like what do you allude that to the bad base running is it just that the players are that clueless is it on is it on Boone you know because because he's the manager and he should be helping more or getting these guys getting their asses in line more taking responsibilities on the coaches is it on is is it is it maybe on one of the franchises in baseball that uses analytics the most where it's like oh hey when you get on the base pass yeah you know it's just kind of you're just out there it's like a playground you know you don't you don't have don't 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 worry if you fall off you know the the monkey bars or whatever you know don't don't worry about if you let go or if you don't grip too high it's it, it's okay if you get thrown out it's okay you know it's analytics because you know we got to still hit a home run anyway like what who's to blame for it well i think there's a lot of blame to go around i think i think number one look look at Certainly, you know, Boone, and we don't know what he says in the clubhouse, but I, whatever he's saying, it's not working. I know he is, you know, he's, he's Mr. Glass is always half full and, you know, publicly, right? Like, no, you know, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to him or this and that. But at some point here, come on, enough is enough. Like, you know, you, you need to, you know, so, sometimes you have to go public and, you know, and get on somebody's case to send a message because it's not working, whatever you're doing in a clubhouse as far as coaching. I mean, you know, Reggie Willits is, is a well-respected, you know, base running coach and outfield coach and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, some of this is on them, but you know, how much is, I, I, again, I, I look at Sanchez and, and I don't think it is like, you know, I'm not trying. It's just, it's just stupid. I'm so over him. Yeah. I, I am. Too. Oh, I am. Too. Gosh. You know, it's just, it's just, but it's just like with these guys, like, did you ever play the game before? I, I mean, a ball's hit in front of you. You're on second base. You don't go to third base, okay? Or if you're going to go, you don't go until the ball's released to first. Yeah, or, or if you go, you better be cool Papa Bell, right? And you get in you get yeah. in bed before the lights are off. Lights are off. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, so and it just happened again and again and it's again. It's awful. And admittedly, like, the, you know, the, 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 the other night when the – the uh, substitute third base coach sends him in, oh and he's, he's out by 30 feet. That's that's the base coach. You know, but I'm tired of hearing, like, you know, that these these are not um, a, a mistakes of aggression, okay? They're dumb mistakes. They're Look, I understand about, you know, we're pressing. I'm trying to make something happen, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can't tell me that when you have twice as many – um, innings ending on on plays that you ran into the uh, into outs of any team in the big leagues that that's all because you're trying to be aggressive and make something happen. No, you're being stupid in in I would say in seventy five percent of those cases you're being dumb. You're violating things that I don't know if the analytics people care or not. That you know you don't you don't do that stuff when the ball's hit to the shortstop in front of you, or you or you don't you know make the out. You know, you don't try to stretch a single into a double when you're down six to two. Stay at first base, okay? Because you don't matter. You know, do your analytical thing. You do not matter. You need four more runs. Don't kill the inning. Another guy's coming up here who could maybe do something. You know, so, I mean, it's situational baseball. Mm-hmm. It's fundamental baseball. It starts in T-ball. You know, like not play the game enough you know i mean you gotta think a little bit out there too you know you got it before the, i mean my goodness before the ball's hit if i'm a fielder what am i gonna do if the ball's hit to me this is a little league mike this is t-ball uh if the if the ball's hit i'm on base what am i gonna do if it's a pop fly or if it's hit over here what am i gonna do it's situational baseball it's so 101 rudimentary and that's really 
what I find infuriating, uh, you know, and again, like if it were just like bad luck, um, we're hitting a ton of atom balls, you know, and, and whatever, or I, I'm getting an aggressive thing, trying, trying to make a play and a, and a guy did a, you know, Roberto Clemente throw on me. Well, you know, hats off, hats off to you. It's not, right, you lost in competition. Right. Yeah. And yeah. they're losing in stupidity. You talk about baseball IQ. It's awful. This is this is the dumbest team in baseball right now, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, on the base pads. And again, you know, all, situational baseball is also with runners in scoring position. Oh. I got a guy in yeah. third. I got to find some way to get him in. You know, like, you know, or, you know, you know, you got to hit. Now, and one other thing I will say, too, that has hurt the Yankees an awful lot. And I like the guy, and I think the guy, it, you know, I totally don't agree with, you know, fans calling and say like, oh, he got his contract or whatever. DJ LeMahieu is not getting it done, and he is a huge catalyst for this team. You know, he's the guy getting on base. And so I don't think, it, believe me, people, when people say he's not trying, oh, he got his contract, you know, that's baloney. I mean, that it's, it's, it's poor timing, you know, for him that his average would. But, you know, that said, he's got to start producing. He, that really hurts them, um, that he is, uh, you know, 60 points below whatever, uh, you know, you know, last year or whatever in batting average. He's got to start being a catalyst because he's, he's not getting the job done. And, and, again, I like the guy, and I, and I don't think it's a case that, you know, he's not trying or whatever, but something's not working with him. And he's got to start producing. He really does. Okay, I got one more for you. Uh, about a minute or two I have left. Um Aaron Judge, he's almost mm-hmm. 30 years old, and we've talked mm-hmm. about this a bunch of different times, about what do you do with Judge? Do you give him a long-term deal? Do you not? He's right-handed with power. He's always hurt. They've got Voight. They have Stan. They have so many right-handed power swing-for-the-hills guys. But Aaron Judge also is a decent athlete. When he's healthy, he impacts the game not just at the plate but in the field. He's got a decent arm. He's great in the clubhouse. He's the face of the team. Um, this year he is playing fairly well, Scott, as you know. I yep. mean, what, what do you do now with him uh, at this particular point? Do you still need to see a whole, like, do you need to, do I need to ask you this in, in you know, after Labor Day? Yeah, I think you do because, okay. and, and, I'll tell, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, at when he's healthy, you're right. He is, he is an impactful, game-changing player. He changes things in that lineup. As you said, he's not just, He's not Stanton. You can put a glove on him, and you're going to get close to, you know, if he's healthy out there, you get close to a Gold Glove right fielder, and he and he's got a, he's got a really good arm, um, you know, and, and stuff. He, he's a plus player. He runs well. He runs extremely well. Um, you know, he's a plus runner as well. Um, but I, here, here, you know, again, he's got to show me, you know, durability, um, that he he can be available. Um, and the other thing that enters into this, and this is the cloud that hangs over the Yankee organization right now, is Stanton's contract. Mm-hmm. It hangs over. It's a cloud. We can't blow it away. It's cloud. It, it hangs over. It's a heavy, heavy storm cloud. Their hands are so tied. It impacted this team, you know, from, you know, making the move for, for the ace that it should have made for a couple of years ago and could have won a World Series title. And even recently, uh, you could get Trevor Bauer in the offseason. Yes. You could now give yep. Judge his six, seven years and be done with it, and you wouldn't, right. even, you wouldn't even blink at it. By the way, the other cloud 
gets a little bit darker that's behind that cloud is the Aaron Hicks contract, but I'll let you go on. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Both there's that, awful. There, there's that, and 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 you know, oh. are you going? Are you going to realize? You know, also the the money you invested in in Severino, because um, you extended him too, and then you know had the misfortune. So these are, and this all goes back to Brian Cashman, and um, and the other thing, and you and I have spoken about this before off the air and whatever. It's like not only Cashman but Hal Steinbrenner. Yeah, I mean, is he around? Does he care? No. You know, if if my goal, if my goal, Mike, is the luxury tax rather than the World <laughs> Series title, you know, and if I've got the second most valuable, fran- you know, sports franchise in the world, what's my incentive? He's, you know, look, at, I, I didn't like a lot of things the old man did, George Steinbrenner. A lot of things. There are a lot of things not to like about him, but the one thing I would never question is that he wanted to win. Now he screwed up an awful lot. There's no question about that. But I, you know, I was talking to some friends this morning. Like, can you imagine oh, him like with gosh. this after after like several of these Sanchez things on on the base paths? Oh. Can you imagine an Aaron Boone like you know uh, you know we gotta like Aaron Boone? You know what Aaron Boone reminds me half the time now is like. I gotta look at the film, Mike, to yes, see it. what happened That's out it. there. I gotta yep. look at the yep. film. Gotta look at the tape. Yep. Yeah. You know, yep. I gotta look at the film. I my eyes like I didn't I didn't see you know it you know, I didn't I didn't see what was Sanche- going, you know. Sanchez gets nailed at third and Steinbrenner is in the dugout before the inning's <laughs> over. I mean literally like and yeah. the thing is he did screw up a ton. He was he was a way better business guy than he was a baseball guy, but he did make some decent baseball moves. He, historically, you look at Reggie Jackson, you look at Catfish Hunter, you look at the, right. you know, he had his hand in a lot of that stuff too. And he finally did. I mean, you can, eventually he got pissed because they lost the 01 World Series and the dynasty ended up ending. You can say it ended then or in 03, whatever the timeline is. Right. But, but, but you know what? Even though he did the handshake deal with Gary Sheffield, they all wanted Jason Giambi. They all wanted multiple players, uh, you know, the A-Rod deal, all that stuff that went down fine. But if, you, if you're if you a Yankee fan and you say, hey, I'm going to trade you all these bad ones, but yet here's what we're going to get in return for moments, players, the Hall of Famers, championships, division championships, pennants, all that other sort of thing, I, I think you sign up for George. I do. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, I don't want to... I mean, I don't want to, you know, sweep under the rug. Like, you know, he screwed an awful lot up. And as a baseball guy, you know, let's again be honest, and we've talked about this before, Bob Watson and Gene Stick Michael, mm-hmm. you know, when George was suspended and could do nothing, um, you know, that kept this thing going. Because otherwise, Mariano is pitching in Detroit. Sure. And, you know, and who knows, you know, like Bernie is playing in Boston and, and Posada somewhere else, and they don't win. And, and this dynasty doesn't go. And who knows? He might even... Jeter might have even been gone at some point. I mean, but, you know, so, but, yeah, again, my point is, like, he cared about winning. Did he, you know, he, he went about it wrong many times and stuff. But I don't, I will never, ever question that he wanted to win. I'll never question that. I don't know about Hal. Never hear from the guy, um, you know, and and Cashman, you know, Cashman's the spokesperson, and I'm tired. I'm tired of his baloney. And, and Aaron Boone's a, a good guy and stuff, but um, you know, enough's enough. This is New York. 
you, you know, the fans care and, you know, you better not get to a point where they don't care. Cause we've said this before, like with the bills and, and, you know, sabers and stuff like, you know, in bad times or whatever, the worst thing you can have is not an angry fan, but an apathetic one that doesn't care anymore. And they could be, they could be, you know, moving in that direction because again, this is a team that is, is not only struggling to fulfill its potential, but is, is it's, it's unwatchable at times. It's really not a good product to, to watch because they play stupid baseball and they're and and they, they just hurt themselves time and time again. Best-selling author, nationally honored columnist, and a TV contributor for years, Scott Petoniak on Twitter at Scott Petoniak, and get all those books where books are sold online, Amazon.com, major bookstores, and Remembrances of Swings Past is the most recent one. For sure, go pick that up for your summer reading. Scott, you're the best. Thank you, bud. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. It's always a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. Thanks to Stanley Law Offices, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and our terrific, terrific friend, Matt Graham at State Farm Insurance, SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. Get a free rate quote today. Also want to mention... Huge thanks to Welch and Company Jewelers and our good friends at Axe Exotic Pets. If you are in and around Central New York, make sure you get on over to Axe Exotic Pets. They've got an unbelievable array of special exotic pets from tortoises to parrots and more. And they've got all your equipment as well, your aquariums, all the food, uh, crickets, mice, you name it. Uh, They've got it all, really do. Carl and his staff do an unbelievable job at Axe Exotic Pets. Go like them on Facebook and check them out on a daily basis for what's going on at Axe Exotic Pets. Scott Petoniak, tip of the cap to him as well. Thank you, Scott, for coming on. Just does an unbelievable job uh, talking all sports, and his books are amazing and uh, really has a pulse on on so many things because he's been doing it a long time. There's no doubt. Get him on Twitter, at Scott Petoniak. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal and I know this is true because before breakfast (laughs) I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. price and participation may vary McDonald's I'm loving it Lowe's Provember event is happening now through November 24th. It's the perfect time to shop GE appliances for all your properties, like the GE side-by-side refrigerator and the GE dishwasher with active flood protect. Durable and reliable, you can always count on GE to deliver the long-lasting performance you're looking for. Available today, shop the full line of GE appliances online or in-store during Lowe's Provember event, now through November 24th. 
Lowe's, the new home for pros. U.S. only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.